the way I see it at the moment is that I'll, I'll always be doing YouTube no matter what I do, even if I quit the, the film industry to do something completely different. But because I'd, I'd always just want to show my journey and I think the skills I've learned on in just storytelling that I just want to create, you know, unique style YouTube videos that kind of reflect that. I haven't really told anyone this, and I don't know if I want to say it on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. Awesome. But I think this the idea of my life as a movie has kind of stuck with me, and one of my basketball coaches, Brian Rolfe, actually t- told me this, that you can write your own script with your life. You don't have to take it from someone else, but you actually have the power to, to write it and, and follow through with it and do whatever you want to do. I'm Ren McDonald and this is The Hope Initiative, a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet Earth where I speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours. Hello and welcome to The Hope Initiative. My name is Rin MacDonald. Thank you for joining me for episode number 128 with Zach Stevenson. I met Zach just over a year ago and he is the first repeat guest on the podcast that isn't family. And in this conversation, we chat about the creative process. We chat a lot of our journeys as creators, me on this podcast, him as a videographer and what he's hoping to create, finding his creative voice. He's currently in the process of putting out 100 reels in 100 days and seeing some great growth there, not only in his skills, but literally in the numbers on his social profiles, but it's more than that. And this was a fun capture of this moment in time for both of us. I feel like we're on the journey building some pretty cool things and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Thanks again to Zach, a much better one by who knows whose metrics on the first one. I enjoyed the first one a lot. I enjoyed this one a great deal. Thank you, mate. And I hope you all enjoy listening. Zach Stevenson, welcome to the Hope Initiative. Hey, it's great to be here again. Great to be here. Round two. We've been setting up for the last... 15 or 20 minutes getting the lighting right it's a it's a thing it's a, a tedious task i think it, it sets off my ocd a little bit but it's well, yeah it's what i do it's what i really enjoy doing so i'm happy to spend the time doing it love it man you previous guest on the podcast yeah back in august 2022 episode oh god i no i can't name the 80, episode 87 87 yeah i thought it was a seven in there yeah yeah so we met Almost a year ago, though, April, oh, sorry, May 2022. It's the last day of April today. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been a whole it's, year. It's coming up to our one-year anniversary, man. Yeah. <laughs> congrats. That's crazy. <laughs> congrats to me. Congrats to us. <laughs> hey, congrats to you, man. <laughs> you know me for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, because I think, yeah, we sort of met all of a sudden. It was kind of a bit random, I think. Just you calling me up for a shoot. And then, yeah, I feel like we just kind of kept building on that and... Yeah, all of a sudden now we're actually full on working with each other. Working with each other, making making things happen. And that's really the point of what I want this conversation to be about today because you're a creator that I have a lot of admiration for in the work that you do and in a short space of time have, I think, come a long way, it's fair to say. But I, if I reflect back, think that I've probably done similar, but it's very rare that you probably do that for yourself more than 
how you view others. So I'm curious to know like how you feel your creator journey has been, whether it was the first time you picked up a proper camera or first time you wanted to start editing videos. How does how does it look to you if we were just to think about yeah. it now? Well, I think it, it has always been fun. It's always been something I've enjoyed to do. Yeah. Oh, there go the headphones. There go the headphones. Um, <laughs> Real-time audio recording. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I guess because it is something that's fun, as I started like journeying into the more like getting paid to do it, I think it has been pretty challenging Mm. because sometimes I don't know where the balance is. When do I, like say for a client job, when do I just say, okay, that's enough because that's sort of what what the brief is. But even though I know deep down I can provide more, but then I guess if, you know, the time and the budget doesn't allow for it, how do you how do you manage that? Yeah, right. These, th- these are the restrictive things that you always need to battle, right? Yeah, which I think so. For probably the last two years, I've I've yeah, that's been pretty hard for me. But then, as of probably this year, I've just kind of been like, screw it. I'm this is what I enjoy to do, like I enjoy doing. So I'm just going to pour my time into it, regardless if you know there's the 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 money for it if there's enough time and I think I found creating stuff for myself allows me to just unrestrictedly create Mm. which is a lot more fulfilling and just a lot more free really being able to do that love it before we get into I guess how you create and what your creative outlets are now what does creativity mean to you yeah I haven't really thought about that too much to be honest it's just something that I've done sure would you class yourself as a creative person well, I think everyone's a creative person because I would never, if you had asked me 10 years ago if I would be doing the things I'm doing now, like creating things on YouTube, doing reels on social media, TikToks, all that stuff, I just wouldn't even think that would be me because I was I was always someone, Facebook kind of came to the game when I was in grade six mm-hmm. and I, it would probably took me to about year nine before I made an account. So yeah. social media and the whole sort of online sort of creator sharing yourself space was kind of I never really thought it was something that I wanted to do I was always not necessarily private but I just didn't feel the need to share the things that I'm doing yeah whereas now I can say that I really enjoy just sharing stuff and with a goal of like trying to provide value with that too love it so creativity then I guess for me I really feel like it's yeah using your imagination in order to distill whether it's, you know, a piece like a product or a story, anything that can connect with someone and help them create change. That's what I sort of look at create creativity as. And so this podcast, for example, like, yeah, you mentioned that 10 years ago, if you had told me I was, would be doing this, I'd have no, no belief that that would be a thing. I would be the same with the podcast, like sort of maybe six or seven years ago when I, when I started to listen to podcasts it still took me a couple of years before I even had the thought of creating my own but now it's sort of led me to realize that you know you can create your life in any way and that's like I sign off with the podcast now keep creating your life yeah it's a bit of a a cheesy line but in like it's like almost my ethos now is like in all areas of my life how am I actively choosing to create this situation and if I'm not how can I make it better or how can I yeah just 
put life into it and and create so yeah i think that's fascinating that even you said like six years ago you're starting listening to podcasts and things like that and you've been doing this one for four yeah which yeah really i think and i've been a lot more conscious of that lately that i'm still very new to the game <laughs> and so i've been i've been trying to take the pressure off that i need to be doing like producing the kind of work that people have been, you know, doing video for 10 plus years. And because those are all the people I compare myself to and yeah. sort of the ones that inspired me to jump into this space. Right. But I think I just need to chill down and enjoy the journey because that's, it's going to take a long time to build up skills. And yeah. I think, and you can easily see in this podcast how if you go back to episode one, how different you are now compared to that episode back then. Totally. Well, I was so nervous with episode one. Yeah. Interviewing my mum, right? Everyone should be able to talk to their mum pretty comfortably. I think most people can. And, yeah, I was super nervous. Even for the first few, it was all family and it was it was nerve-wracking. But now sitting down with you, I mean, I feel like we're very much mates. So this this just seems like we're having a, having a chat. We've got the mics in front. We've set up some cameras. Yeah. Hello. I think, yeah, it's <laughs> funny because last year when I came to do the podcast, like I was absolutely shit scared. And that was the second time that I'd met you as well. Right. So that was kind of where we really, I guess, bonded, found out. Probably, I guess you found more out about me than I did about you. But sure. it was just that, yeah, I did not want to come and do it. But I knew that you'd probably, not that you'd be pushy, but you would kind of keep asking. And I knew that well, okay, it's a worthwhile opportunity. So that's why I just decided to, instead of putting it off, just jump in and do it. Nice. The resistance, I think, is a part of all of these creative pursuits though, right? Like, we're going to come to talk about it, but the the videos that you're editing at the moment mm-hmm. for yourself, do you feel much resistance in doing even those? No, I really yeah. enjoyed doing these at the moment, even yeah. though they're taking me... Like this morning one, I think it took me about four hours to do. Yesterday was four and then the day before was five. Yeah. Which at that point, it is very much a part-time, borderline, full-time job. Mm, totally. Um, but I think I kind of, I uncapped that time restriction on myself on purpose just so I could really create things that I wanted to without any restriction whatsoever. Love that. So you're doing 100 reels in 100 days. 100 days, yeah. And... If I can just, I'm going to pull up your Instagram in real time because the number may have changed since the last time I looked at it, which was maybe an hour ago. But this is on your Instagram page. You're also posting these on TikTok. But yeah, you've got 100 reels, 100 days. I think you started with a certain amount of followers. It was around like 400, 450? 630, I think, I believe. So a a lot of those, well, yeah, just about all of them would be my friends I've met. Yeah. here or even overseas so it's all all just friends yeah and you're now almost triple that 600 number not that it's necessarily about followers at all but it just shows that doing consistent work has you know reward in a sense or you can see literally like the metrics the analytics increasing yes yeah, so i think we're at we're day 42 now i was gonna say day 42 so seven weeks in or six yeah. weeks in sorry yeah six weeks in you're 42 out of 100, 42% of the way there. Yeah, I'm not even halfway, which is a scary thought. Yeah. Yeah. And you had one one major video pop off. A lot of the videos have been doing really well and you put a lot of care and energy into them. Maybe talk to, yeah, that video that did go viral. Yep. So that one is a time lapse of a time lapse. I, I just shared a little story of myself when I was in Vietnam last year. 
I just was I just set up a time lapse in a, a pretty iconic intersection in Hanoi. And as I, as I did this time lapse, I would have been standing there for an hour, probably an hour and a half. But after an hour or so, there was a group that came up to approach me and said, hey, we've, been, uh, we've got something to show you. I was like, what, what do you mean? And they showed, showed me their phone that, and they said, oh, we've been taking a time lapse of you for the last 45 minutes. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? So, yeah, and it, it was just a time lapse of me standing there pretty still because obviously I'm standing there over my tripod protecting the camera while all these other people are walking past me. Mm. So they're all whizzing by and I'm the only one that's sort of standing still. And that's, I guess, people have sort of drawn to that idea that it's just such a unique thing. I think you made a comment on that's that's. I think it's got maybe three hundred likes. I or still something got likes. About, I got likes on it twenty minutes ago. Yeah, just saying about Inception or it's just how good Inception. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, top comment. It just yeah, it just rings home to a lot of people. Yeah, which it's kind of interesting because that reel is not doesn't necessarily follow the. I really started out doing tutorials about sort of video and editing and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that one's kind of a bit of an outlier, but it's up to over 900,000 uh, views and just it's been ticking over for the last three or so weeks. Amazing. And it's just grown and, yeah, my comment keeps getting lights. People keep getting well, – people keep seeing it. I reckon it's going gonna, it's gonna to crack the milli. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you've got this far, like surely, surely just get over <laughs> Do you imagine if it just does it at yeah. this point? Well, yeah. what do you do? Well, like we said, it, <laughs> it it's not matter. about the views. No, or of whatever. course, of course. Um, I think, yeah, like this whole thing is just really interesting because, like, for example, the video I posted yesterday, I did, that was a, a hyperlapse through Hanoi, a whole bunch of different hyperlapses, which if you don't know what that is, is a moving time lapse. Yep. So there's ones where I'm moving, pushing through the space, just like going forward and everything's whizzing past. And then there's ones where I pan from, you know, left to right, like just past some monuments and things like that. But see, to me, that one is, it's so much like, it just seems to be a much cooler video and there's so much more effort that kind of went into that than this time-lapse of a time-lapse thing where I really just told a story where I showed one time-lapse that was me taking it of the building and then one of me taken from the the bar or cafe or whatever it was taken from. Mm. So it's... And that's why I think the whole 100 days, 100 reels thing came around is because I didn't want to live or die by one video because right. I'd already seen that, yeah, well, you can put a lot of effort and it can seem like the coolest reel, but for whatever reason, it doesn't just get doesn't get picked up by the algorithm. Maybe people don't relate to it as much. Mm. And so that's why I've just decided to keep creating for the sake of it and I'm using that to really just build my skills. And I do know that it will just naturally grow my following and community like that as well yeah you you mentioned that there was no direct you know skills you know explained in that video but you told a story yeah and i mentioned it before with creativity being like storytelling helping people change some aspect of their life that's what i believe yeah creativity to be you told a story in that video mm-hmm. and it was a very serendipitous moment where you're time-lapsing and they've time-lapsed you. Maybe they saw you, but the fact that they even then came down and shared it is pretty cool. Like from the storytelling point of view, I know you at the moment you're doing some work in documentaries. You're, you're shooting your own or maybe you've completed that, but you know, in the post. Yeah, we're, we're in the process now. of shooting a, a short documentary with a, one of it 
one of the top Australian BMX riders. Amazing. So the storytelling component of that, I think, is important because you could go into the depths of the technicalities and, and all of these things that ultimately do make a movie, but that's probably not going to relate to most people, whereas it's a story that does. It's something that is interesting, which is why I feel like in a lot of ways you can't fully determine what is going to make a story go viral Yeah, because the virality is the fact that there's lots of people engaging with this thing and if it was that easy, then every video we'd make would just be viral. Like yeah. you just add those, here's the captions, you know, and yeah, just the changing colors, like, like that, that's though, not what it? makes a viral video. No. no, it's it's other things. But the storytelling component, I think you're really good at. And I've seen that consistently throughout the videos, obviously some to a greater degree than others, because some you are really explaining a technical component, but how much... Do you think about yeah the storytelling in in all of the things that that you do creatively? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I actually when I started kind of getting into the whole video space and I guess also a bit of social media, it did come from a very I guess egocentric point of view because I did want to just have you know I guess clout and fame, <laughs> so I did just want to have you know sick looking shots and that would kind of be. I guess what my brand would become but it has very much developed especially over I'd say the last year or so after meeting a few people where I've sort of they've really uncovered how important storytelling really is and Mm. I've discovered that's to me that's much more meaningful way to share my content and my videos is to create meaningful stories so I've kind of for a lot of it, I've sort of sacrificed or put on hold, you know, trying to make sure every shot looks perfect and things like that. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's like as if there's a if the story isn't told properly, it's not going to resonate with people. Yep. So all the reels that I'm creating, I am trying to keep story in mind, but I've been, you know, under a lot of time pressure. So often I don't have as much time to plan as I'd like, Yeah, which is just kind of, yeah. That's just how it is really. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just part of the process. I think it's, okay, we're going to head out. We're going to shoot this idea, this concept. But I think so many things, if you just put yourself in the moment, they work out. Like you might feel the pressure and not want to do it. Like even this conversation in the past, maybe I wouldn't have wanted to do it. You mentioned before the first time that I asked you on the podcast, you sort of felt some resistance. But I think so many good things come from just like taking that leap and things work out like it's it's not a life or death situation any of this stuff i yeah i'm sure people listening realize that it's just like you put yourself in it last night we went in and shot this thing which we're probably not going to talk about in too much detail because yep. we've NDA. Um, NDA. Yeah, we didn't sign anything we didn't but, sign nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still an nda but you know we got there and reading the brief i was a little vague it was a little vague to me as exactly what it was going to be in terms of the format. But the fact that we were there, we could, we just had like the creative control. We just took ownership and we just made this thing, I think better than what it would have been. Yeah. But that and came, given, given some new potential for it and yeah. And yeah, different ways that, that, that the original guys like wouldn't have even thought of. Yeah. But that all just speaks to just showing up and yeah 
not showing up and then just like, oh, I'm here so the good stuff will happen. Like you have to show up intentionally. This is like the buzzword is show up these days, keep showing up. But like if you just show up and don't do anything, you're not really going to progress. Whereas if you show up with that intention of, okay, I'm here to make this like awesome, to figure out how we can tell this story in a better way to make the side of the person's face look even better with the light with all of this yeah all of these things that's the showing up with intention that i think then will keep people listening and keep people coming back which then makes you as as an artist as a creator a better one yeah and i guess and that's why at the moment because it started out okay when i was doing these doing these reels probably the first 30 days it was fine i had plenty of time to do them but for whatever reason now i've got some other work that's kind of got in the way so like as i do feel the stress but at the same time it doesn't discourage me it's just it is just kind of a a lack of time because there's only so many hours in the day and if i need five hours to edit a reel well you know i can't be spending a full day out on a shoot shooting the documentary like i did last week and expect to have one done yeah so you just really got to be prepared and stay on top of it yeah when you first started releasing the vids, the reels, how many did you have in the bank? I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> that that's that's uh, industry secret. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, to be like, I did have a few stockpiled because I knew I'd, I'd tried to do it last year and I probably lasted about 14 days. Not yeah. that I declared it or anything, but I was going to just do it for as long as I could. And I lasted 14 for no other reason than it just became too much on top of all the other work that I was doing. Yeah. So I, this time I was more prepared and I had, you know, a couple of weeks built up so like I could continue to make them while, yeah, and just have a few reserves just in case things do get a little busy. But now I've burnt through them. So as of today, I do not have any, don't have one to post tomorrow. How does that, when like when you wake up, how does that make you feel knowing that there's, like nothing ready to go well it's fine like for this morning for example i didn't have anything in the bank but i had you know i knew that i had the morning to do things that said by the time it came around to lunchtime and i should be posting i still didn't have it done so that's when i guess the panic really sets in a little bit and the stress so it really just i guess it depends on the other work that i have because if if i had all the time to myself i'd there's no stress about it because i know that something will, will get done in that time Right. I think it's important, like, making that announcement. You said you tried to do it last year, 14, you got done. Now you're triple that, 42. Mm -hmm. So making that announcement is like putting yourself on the hook, you know, putting that intention out there that, hey, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be to a certain level, which you've set a really good standard. Yeah, well, I guess with all this, it's just my own expectations. Like, right. no one would really care if I miss tomorrow. Like, it's not going to be the end of the world or anything like that. People are like, well, yeah, you just got busy, you know, that's how it goes. But yeah. I think for me, I, yeah, I really like to follow through on my word. And, you know, I could post a, a bloody picture that goes for two seconds and that's a reel. <laughs> but for me, like, I really want to... Like kind of the the underlying rules I have for myself is to, you know, put myself in front of camera as much as possible, do plenty of talking, which allows to kind of develop a story in that short amount of time. And then really just, yeah, do as high quality edits as I can, you know, with the music, sound effects, quick cutting, other, you know, special effects and things like that. So it, 
And yeah, it's, it's a big challenge to do that, but I've just, I've progressed so much on my technical skills and storytelling skills just, yeah, because there's no time to, you know, buggerize around and you like, you just have to really, really go for it, make a, a clear decision and not look back and just go. Love it. Clip that right there. Clip it. As your, as your three things. I think it's, I think it's good. You have that intention. You're, you're going out and, and doing it, even if it takes, yeah, you know, the last few you've, you've mentioned to me, you just mentioned it then four or five hours in some cases, but it speaks to the dedication. And I mean, I completely resonate on my end. Not that I'm doing a podcast episode a day, but yeah, but you've been doing this for four years, though. Right, but it's that's a, you, crazy. You you say that's like that's crazy for me. I feel like I'm just getting started as well. Yeah. So that's sort of what I started the conversation with. It's interesting the perceptions that other people have mm. of us, whereas the perceptions we have of ourselves. Do you feel that you're, yeah, good at what you do? Well, I definitely. I feel like I, I'm pretty comfortable. I know my place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, does that really matter? Not potentially not because there's already <laughs> there's places that I want to go with it. Like right. I'll, I'll, I want to be improving all the time and really just like keep raising the bar. Just sort of unlocks opportunities for me, and I create you know high quality videos and things like that because I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. I think it's like if you just distill that as a measure of success, and I think you can't fail. Because ultimately, you are, yeah, you mentioned it, raising the bar. You're able to keep pushing, keep pushing. You're not competing with anyone. There's many podcasts that are better than this. And I'm sure you wouldn't mind me saying a lot of videographers that are better than you at this point in time. Like it's just a fact. But they are people to aspire to be. And if you're always just pushing it for what it is for you, maybe one day... You'll be the best in the world. Maybe that might not be what the goal is. The goal is to be the best you just like this is for me to be, you know, the best podcaster that I can be and to have as many awesome conversations with people who want to share things about their life. That's ultimately what this is. I was probably two weeks ago, hundred and episode 127 came out. Yeah, and this will be episode one twenty eight. But I missed last Thursday. Oh God! And like you, like you just said, if I miss a day, no one's really going to care. Well, no one messaged me. Yeah, yeah. Someone actually asked me uh, yesterday, or maybe it was today. I can't can't remember. Seems like it's been a blur the last sort of forty eight hours. But yeah, they asked. Oh, did you get did you get an episode out? But they didn't know. But it, yeah. it was nice that that friend asked. It's nice that, that they're checking in, yeah. yeah. So you obviously got some dedicated listeners then. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> got a couple. Shout out yeah. to uh, Ian Trainer. Yeah. <laughs> what a legend. What a legend he is. No, but he wasn't actually the one. The other one, that person was Taylor, Taylor Jackson. But uh, TJ, yeah, she, she asked and it was like, well, no, I didn't. I didn't get an episode out. And yeah, that's ultimately on me. But I think the the thing to change then is just not letting that become the new streak. Like I was probably, I think around 44 episodes weekly out in a row, which is almost a year, which I will definitely get to in this next phase. I feel like this space that I've set up now that we're recording and filming in is a really good next step. There's sort of like no excuses now to just be like, cool, I've got a dedicated space, keep these mics set up, just invite the guests that I've been 
putting off for whatever reason. Not that they're more famous than anyone else or anything, but yeah, this is ultimately like a home studio that I'm doing. Like it's it's all a bit village to put it in a pretty crude way, but it's it's working and it's yeah. it's affording me this opportunity to have this conversation today amongst many others. Yeah, I've got a quote for you. Go on. You have to guess who it's from, who it's by. <laughs> okay. If you quit once, it becomes a habit. That's a quote? Yeah. I thought there was going to be a second part. No, <laughs> no that's it. Is that James Clear? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's other people have said it too, but I get it from Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. That was if you his quit quote. once, it becomes a habit. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And so that's why I think for me, I'm very... And it's like, it's very, I'd say, destructive with the way that I'm kind of going about this because I'm, you know... At, at home at the moment, I haven't been, you know, washing my dishes properly. I haven't been, like, yes, I didn't have any clothes to wear to that shoot that we went to just because, yeah, I'd been spending my time making the reel in the morning that I had follow-up documentary shoot and then we had a shoot together. Yeah. So it's really destructive that I just push everything aside to do it. But I know that if I if I do miss a day, then there's, I guess it just increases the chances that, I'll just lose that, that so streak and that again. whole momentum, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, apart from not having um, shirts to wear or plates, <laughs> clean plates to eat off, which are all first world luxuries at the end of the yeah. day. Not for me. I don't think it's quitting though, missing one, right? Like if I was just to be like, oh, I missed one, I'm giving up. That's quitting, right? But that's not... I might disagree with that. Yeah. Well, Because I think it's... Well, yeah, it's up to you. Like you... Because, yeah, to some people, maybe missing a day because they've had stuff on, you know, maybe that's not a big deal. But I think it, it just depends on the, the contract that you write with yourself. Yeah, true. So for me, like I, yeah, I'm not going to miss it no matter what. And maybe I do have to put up a, a crappy little two-second clip of who knows what mm. if I get really desperate. But but even then, that's kind of a failure. It wouldn't necessarily be quitting, but the whole idea is to keep this challenge going no matter what. Yeah. What do you think you would actually do if you were to come to 11pm, nothing's posted? Like last night, for example, we were out yeah. doing this shoot. So if I had home, one We probably both got home around 10.30, 11 o'clock-ish. I got home at about 10.30. I assume you'd be the same. If you hadn't had anything that day, what do you reckon you would have posted? Yeah, so because I, you wouldn't I, have posted up a two-second clip of a fucking photo. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, you got standards, Zach. It's even if you're wearing the same shirt, bloody two weeks in a row. To be honest, I haven't even thought about it because I, I just don't want to get to that situation. And how I've set up my day at the moment, I really have – I try to maximise the amount of time in the morning because that's when I'm most productive yep. to get something done. I guess if I was really stuck, I would just make a, a quick – I guess basic story about something. Maybe I would just be a quick explainer about a certain clip. Like, oh, this was some awesome shot I shot in Vietnam. What do you think? And yeah. then show the clip. Maybe if I, I'm, that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. But again, I would try and yeah. I guess it just would come down to the t- co- the time constraint then. So I just do the best that I could possibly do within that hour. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I've, I've drawn inspiration a lot recently from some online creators. Tom Nosk, mm-hmm. he's a Melbourne-based dude. Yeah. He does these pieces to camera that are someone pretty... Sh- someone said to me that I should make my videos look like his. Interesting. Yeah. What did you think of that, that I, feedback? I was pretty pissed off. To be <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what about my style, bitch? Well, I think... <laughs> and it came from a good place. Of course. And because he's... Yeah, his reels are phenomenal. Yeah. But I think it was more so the fact that, well, yeah, okay, I'm not just 
well, one, I don't have a studio space that's always set up. Yeah. So I have to set up the lighting every time I go to shoot. So like it's hard to just keep a consistent, nice looking frame every time. But then I'm going like my reels, I'm trying to go a lot deeper than just how it looks. Obviously Tom does as well. But yeah, I'm focusing on, you know, script writing, trying to map out these stories and how to tell it in new engaging ways. Mm. So for someone just to be like, oh, you should make like him, it just seems stupid to me. Yeah, right. What inspiration do you draw, if any, that's external? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, throughout my whole creative career, there's been so many people that I've kind of latched onto and admired their work. But I think, yeah, and you know this person too, the person that kind of, I guess, set it in motion was Adrian Purr. Mm-hmm. So, because he announced that he was going to do a real day, a, a real right? day for a whole year, yeah. And he's like, he's big time. He's been working in LA for working for, I can't remember the artist's name, but he's been working for big time artists. He just runs his own agency. So I think, yeah. And he announced that in kind of that reel where he set out the challenge for himself. So that kind of really sets the stage and shows that yeah, he is that he's been doing great creative work for a long time. So I guess that's someone. He's someone that a lot of people would look up to. And, like, I don't have that background and all that knowledge and skill behind me. But I said, well, bugger, it doesn't matter. I'm mm. just going to share what I've learned, what I'm going through, and things that I want to, yeah, where I'm going, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, that consistency of doing one a day. I think I might have even shared the Adrian one with you. I'm sure you would have probably I come think across I it. I saw it before. Oh, anyway, you saw it? Yeah, because that, that one just blew up. That just went everywhere. Yeah, massive. And I think his account as well blew up. But I think just the the creative muscle of doing that every day, Casey Neistat, who I'm sure yeah. you know, big YouTuber based out of New York, like he did his daily vlog, I think for like just under three eight, years. 800 days or 800, something. maybe 30 days, yeah. yeah. I was listening to him just before you came over, actually. He was on Flagrant with Andrew Schultz. All right. Comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he's like such any, a funny guy. Yeah, Andrew such Schultz. a funny dude. So he's got like, you know, a panel of four guests, like three co-hosts, Andrew Schultz, and then the guest. So five dudes on the couches chatting shit. Amazing. <laughs> hilarious. All, always. But they talked... I mean, I, I haven't listened to the full episode yet, but but in the sort of first half hour or so, Casey sort of mentions not going after an editor and sort of doing that whole process himself, which I think is interesting. I've edited videos for a couple of years now and like I've always enjoyed putting them together. I remember 10 years ago at a job that I had randomly like cutting things together. I can't even remember the program mm-hmm. that it was on and I'm sure those videos absolutely suck <laughs> if we were to look back at them, right? Yeah. But... It was just interesting to me hearing such a prolific creator say, and I might have taken this out of context because I haven't listened to the full thing, but it seemed like he was saying like he doesn't even use an editor, like he edits it himself, right? Yeah. So to me, that's like, holy shit. Like I have- So he needs at least, you know, four or five hours every day and he does edit- the vlog once he's you know finished all his day work and he's been filming all that he goes home and he spends hours at night editing he, yeah i don't even think that guy sleeps well he he did those you know that initial casey's vlog for yeah the 800 odd episodes he did all of that no doubt but i would have assumed since then he's gone yeah, maybe a get full-time a help or- editor but it seemed like he said that he he hasn't yeah. or, he, or he doesn't so yeah i found that yeah quite interesting that like 
if you ask yourself the question like, what is it going to take me to get to this level where the work that I'm doing is the work of really high standard, this like prolific work? Well, it takes a lot of energy and effort, which is what this guy's is putting in. And I'm yeah. sure there are other creators, like we mentioned, Andrew Schultz, like I know that he's put in so many hours as a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. as a creator. He now has a team of people as well that help him. I'm pretty sure they're just his mates, right? But it's so cool that if you just put it put in the work these days, right, all the equipment's not that expensive. You can create the opportunity for yourself if you just keep on coming, showing up and creating, which is yeah. – what we're doing now. You're saying to yeah. me, Rin, oh, you're four years in. Bro, I'm just getting started. Like, I hope in 10 years' time we can clip this and be like, look how cringe this setup was. Like, yeah. here's this fucking cord yeah. and here's this $50 how, armchair how cool couch. new new boom arms? Yeah, these boom mics that I've just purchased, they're awesome. But, like, who knows what it'll, what it'll be like in 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially well, think, with AI and all this shit. But then I'll shut up for a second. Yeah, yeah. I'll no, because that's interesting how we drew, like how we went from Adrian to to Casey. Um, I'll just f- leave Andrew Schultz out of this one because I don't know too much about sure. him. But all these guys are original. And I think that's why when I saw Adrian's reel where he introduced himself with this big time filmmaking, he's going to do these, do a whole year of posting a reel a day. It was It was completely different to what anyone else was doing. I think at that time I'd been already looking at a few other things, people talk, um, and how they just said, just be yourself. And it finally really clicked when he showed his reel and he kind of said mentioned that in his reel. And that's why I thought, well, I'm just going to create my own stuff. And that's why when people are comparing me or saying you should do stuff like Tom Noss, I'm like, well, no, I'm just going to figure it out for myself and really create for me. Yeah. So if you had someone then that came to you and said you should make your videos like Adrian... Mm-hmm. How would you react? Do you think? Well, I mean, no. Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate <laughs> because, like, I, I completely understand and, and agree with what you're saying. Is like you have to find your own voice, but like you've drawn inspiration from Adrian. I'm sure you've drawn some from Tom as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's a different way of doing it. But ultimately, these other creators in the world you can draw inspiration from them but at the end of the day you have to do the work you have to create the video or the story that's about you or something that you've seen and that can only be told through your voice yeah because you could make one awesome video that's in the style of an adrian or a tom nosk or a casey neistat but you you won't be able to do it again yeah and you won't be able to do it 10 times and even if you do it you know 10 times incredibly you're always going to be waiting to see what they do next, which is just like behind the eight ball. You've just got to like find your voice yeah. and, and create and, and go from there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. Because there's, I think that's that's when, you know, new trends take off. Like Adrian's Reels was kind of such a refresh and everyone really like really loved that. But I think if he had have been making Reels like everyone else doing the cheap, crappy little loading colour grade bloody Reels and things like that, it just it wouldn't work. But because he just stuck to his guns and just did what he wanted to do and told, like just made his Reels in his own voice, that's that's why he's kind of become like a, a new thing, a new trend. Yeah. You've got in your bio at the moment, I think, finding my creative voice. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain and, and talk to that a bit? Yeah, because I... 
never had a good Instagram bio site. And, <laughs> and I was just, cause yeah, I'm a big fan of, you know, making it, making your Instagram profile look kind of epic or whatever. But I think it just came down to, well, that's ultimately what I'm actually doing. Mm. Cause I don't know if I'm, if I'd consider myself as a DP or like a director or a storyteller, filmmaker or whatever. Right. But I think that's what I'm doing right now is I'm just trying to figure out what my creative voice is. Mm. And that's why by doing hundred reels in a hundred days, I'm just getting lots of time under the bar, lots of reps in to like, just try different things, even try some stupid things that like probably aren't going to work. Yeah. But then that's the only way to know yeah, what I really enjoy making videos about. Yeah. I love it. I think, it's just the process of, of creativity. I keep sort of coming back to that. I think we might use some of these. You might use some of these clips that we're... Yeah, I'll be cutting these up, even, don't you worry. Even talking about, right, and and all of that just helps you get to the next, the next one. And I'm sure, like, once you finish this 100 reels, it won't be the last thing that you put out. You'll be able to reflect and look back on all of that and be like, oh... These, these are the takeaways. This is the direction I want to go in now. But it's through, I don't know, estimating off the top of my head, it would be, you know, close to a thousand hours maybe of work that you've put in, including yeah. the filming. I mean, you're editing, you know, four to five hours per reel at seemingly at this point. That's not including the filming. Yeah, it doesn't even include the filming. Yeah, like you've driven here, you've set up this, you know, sure, you might clip a few of these. But, yeah, it's it's putting in putting in that time. Yeah. Do you know when the last day is, day 100? Should be June 28th, I think. Right. I've got a little countdown on my, my laptop, but I very, very rarely look at it because I know I'm in for the long haul. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I like putting dates on the calendar as just like a hold yourself to account. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really effective way to do things. Yeah. Yeah, really something that's, yeah, hard and fast set in time that is not going to move. Mm. So you're either going to be prepared for that day or not. You're either going to follow through or you missed out. Yeah. But what you said before about having the standard of getting it done no matter what, you mm. called me out, which I appreciate. Like the fact that I didn't get one out four days ago. What are we? Yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah. It was Thursday. And I tried to help you out on Friday, but I was just too, <laughs> way too yeah, bloody busy. We've got to do this the day after and I was going to release it then. But ultimately that's on me not having enough guest outreach and things lined up. Well, see, because that, that is a bit different because you do rely on other people to like help you do stuff. And even though I've been collabing with other people on my reels, ultimately I can you know set up a camera and film something for myself or even just, you know, backtrack and find some old footage and piece together some sort of story or talk yeah. about a moment that, that I've been through in the past. Yeah. You're taking me off the hook now after you just put me up there. Yeah. Now you're well, saying it's, you're now, you, now you're giving me a call out. You're on your own hook. It's not up to me. <laughs> no, of course. I'm only joking. But you, you say that, yeah, I do have other people, but with anything, like you still have to, like I'm sure if it was just 100 solely of you, which some of these guys that we've mentioned, it is on them, but you still have to interact with other people. And I mean, the style that you're doing, it's finding a creative voice. You're already essentially a, a filmmaker, a videographer. So you're going out, you're capturing client work. You've showcased a lot of that in the work that you've done. But then ultimately it comes back to you. For me, I had someone ask me today of the 120 odd episodes, how many have you done on your own? Well, none of them. Yeah. Like they've all been with guests, but I could, 
I could change that. Mm-hmm. I know like another good friend of mine who's also been on the podcast, Maddie Lansdowne, episode 69 of the podcast. He, every other week, does a solo episode and apparently his solo episodes do better than when they yeah. have, have guest episodes, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's just what it comes down to is it's whatever you want to do. Right. Uh, I think that's like I admire that you've been able to find someone 128 times <laughs> to, to come on the podcast. Yeah, well, not too many have been repeat guests. You're, yeah. you're, I think, maybe one of three now yeah. who have been on the show more than once. I'm my brother, it. Daniel, who's been on twice, and yeah. my sister, Amelia, who's been on four times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're the first non-family member. Yeah, that's amazing. How good is I that? think, well, yeah, it's really good because my first episode was shit, for lack of a better term. <laughs> did you listen back to it? I did when it first came out, I did, yeah. Right, and you thought it was shit? Yeah. So interesting. Well, I think it's, yeah, well, if I don't want to go too far back into it, but I think oh, I was sure. at a very different place. I was really unsure about a lot of things. I was really unsure about who I was and what I was doing. So I felt kind of really cautious and nervous about what I was saying. I didn't want to say, you know, the wrong thing. Whereas I think, well, there's been lots of events within that last year that I've kind of, and I've really purposely tried to break down those barriers and really just be who I am. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think people don't necessarily care as much as you think. And that's not to say, that's not to be evil or anything like that. But it just puts in perspective, well, I'm putting out all these reels all the time. But how many people remember the one that I did two days ago? Probably just about no one. Yeah. So I don't think you need to be too harsh on yourself to present yourself in a perfect way all the time or always say the right thing. Right. Yeah, it's, it's so true because everyone's going through certain things in their life and like you said, no one's necessarily going to remember exactly what happened two days ago if you're just consistently putting things out into the world and, and trying to show up. I think people are, on the most part, good good humans. They, yeah. want, they want the best. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I believe in mankind and yeah, people I'd say are generally nice. You can generally trust people. But yeah, I mean, I think we've all got our own challenges and everything that we're dealing with. Mm. So it can be hard to yeah, reach out to people sometimes. And I know the stuff I'm doing at the moment, I've, it's very difficult for me to be reaching out to people. And I've spent, I haven't had a particularly social life this year just mm. because I've been busy hitting the ground running. Yeah. And that's my choice. And I don't want it to be forever, but I think I'm just in that period of time, which I think, yeah, you could say that it's a monk mode state <laughs> that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So when was it? August last year, which is what, nine months ago? Yeah. You felt like, yeah, you were in a very different place. Feel like the episode was shit in mm. your words, which I definitely disagree. Well, it and recounted my bit of my history, so it wasn't sure. shit. But sure. And I felt like just how, well, especially how I felt, how I presented myself, I was, yeah, just very nervous and for no real reason, really. Yeah. I think, and I mean, I can sort of ask you this in real time. How do you feel this conversation has been? Like we've been recording for 45 minutes. That's great. Like I feel so much more relaxed and just like, well, yeah, we're just doing it. Right. So this in its very own like microcosm of a way yeah. just shows like that if you do the thing more than once and yeah. you keep doing the thing, not that you've been on well, 100 the, podcast episodes This is the since. second podcast I've been on. So. Right. Right. Yeah, there you go. But you've also been doing the been voiceovers and yeah, of all of your videos. Mm-hmm. So you've been practicing this muscle yeah. and you're better. So like to anyone listening, 
I think like an instant like call to action, instant challenge is just like that thing that you've been putting off doing, whatever it is, because you're afraid that you're going to look fucking stupid or that your friends are going to laugh at you or that you like, yeah, all of, all of those insecurities that come flooding yeah. into your head, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, like, and to stack it up even more, you know, I was super shy during high school. I barely even opened my mouth. Right. I, and even now I still feel like I, just don't have much what's an what's a word where like intonation in my voice and sure like sometimes, allocution, yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes i just feel like i lack enthusiasm and bloody people have been calling it out on my reels too but i i, I know this but i think the whole reason for doing it is just to get out of that and well, right. look at me now i'm just talking to Rin here in a studio set up being, being put on the spot but i'm just blabbing away and it's fine it's good though it's again that muscle you talked before about the reps like getting in the reps is where it's at and you can only do that by showing up with the intention and, and doing it it could be it could have been very easy to not have come here today you've spent a big chunk of your morning doing stuff already this takes energy but i think you put in this energy and you get that energy back and then you're able to go and create more things yeah and i think too i didn't even really think too much about today i was just like yeah i'm gonna go to rin's place but i didn't think oh, no, I'm going to be put on the spot. What if I can't answer a question? And what if I just stumble and make a fool of myself? That's because all probably the last, well, yeah, how long I've been doing video for? Maybe two and a half years, I think it is. All that stuff before every shoot, I would be way overthinking things. I'd be super stressed out on all that stuff, all the things that could go wrong, mm. especially even setting up a camera to film things. It would take me forever just to get through a scripted piece because I'd be stumbling over stuff and just yeah. not making it perfect. But it's just, I mean, just don't overthink and just do it. Love it, man. Love it. I've got a, another question in the phone here that I wanted to ask you. A pre-prepared you. one. Is somewhat pre-prepared. Let me just pull it up. I hadn't even... I actually had it on my laptop. Okay. But well, I'll have a sip of my pineapple, pomegranate, and some other fruit kombucha. Cranberry. Cranberry, pomegranate, kombucha. Thanks to also former guest or previous guest of the podcast, Joseph Morrison, a.k.a. Ted Furman. I'm going to have some coffee. That's delicious. Coffee That's, and hemp. He makes the best stuff, without a doubt. I've been, I've been down to the market to visit him a few times. It's, yeah. He's a beast. Phenomenal dude. He's a beast. Still, Actually, already still hasn't cured my stomach problems. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One Shout day. out to Joseph. <laughs> Come on, Joseph. Give me that good batch. Oh. It turns out the question that I actually had there, I did ask. It was around, I guess, just the the reels. And I, I guess one that follows on from that is like, you've done so much editing of it in the time. How... It's hard to quantify this, but how much better do you feel or more competent do you feel as an editor now as opposed to when you started only six weeks ago? For like started the hundred days? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I have I can definitely feel how much I've improved. Yeah. Just like I was saying before, how you know, I just get into the edit. I don't have time to, you know, really map things out and make like try and make the best decisions i really just have to trust my gut and go for it yeah so there's like just the the mental state that i'm in where i just try and quickly piece together a story the best i can and then also from the technical point where i can just i can i am just more well equipped to cut things up so much faster yeah it's good it's 
Yeah. Well, that's that's ultimately why I wanted to do it too, because regardless of you know if I'm going more followers or you know becoming bloody famous or whatever, it is just I'm naturally going to get better at the skill. Yeah. Where do you want to take it at this point in time? Like, if I was to ask you that, and I may have done in the previous episode, but if you can think now and be like, this is where I want it to be in ten years, what does that look like? Do you have a clear vision? Probably not making TikToks every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think pretty quickly early on, I realized okay, the short form stuff is great, and now it's because that's just where a lot of people consume it, and I'm sure it will be that way for many more years to come, if not bloody for the rest of our lives. Yeah, but. I think, yeah, more longer form stuff. And that's why I thought, yeah, YouTube is more of a platform that I'd like to be creating videos on, which I haven't been able to do because all my time has been put into making these reels. Yeah. Just for the fact that you can really pull out a story and when people engage on YouTube, they're not looking for, you know, just quick stuff, just scrolling like crazy. They will, if you provide or if you, if they believe you can, bri- you can provide the value for them, they're going to hang around. Yeah. So, and that's why I think I'd like to be making some longer form stuff on YouTube. But, well, like this week, we, I've been, so to talk a little bit about the documentary that I've been making, yeah. I've been co-directing with a group of four guys who I've met online through a online film academy, The Art of Documentary, Sick. which I've learned so much through. And I didn't know that I would be, you know, ever making a, especially not this early, making a documentary with a, a small crew, but it's been the best thing. It's so much more fulfilling than doing stuff by yourself. Yep. Just having more more brains, more ideas, more people just to focus on different tasks, you can just produce a much nicer piece. Mm-hmm. So I think the way I see it at the moment is that I'll, I'll always be doing YouTube no matter what I do, even if I quit the, the film industry to do something completely different. But... Because I'd always just want to show my journey and I think the skills I've learned on in just storytelling that I just want to create, you know, unique style YouTube videos that kind of reflect that. Yeah. I haven't really told anyone this and I don't know if I want to say it on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. Awesome. But I think this the idea of my life as a movie has kind of stuck with me and one of my basketball coaches, Brian Rolfe, actually t- told me this, that you can write your own script with your life you don't have to take it from someone else but you actually have the power to to write it and and follow through with it and do whatever you want to do that's awesome so i think i do i definitely want to keep going with the youtube and yeah i mean this documentary that we're making is just a short one but i'm absolutely loving it and yeah. working with the crew is is the best thing and i can definitely see myself doing that full time as well so cool dude i love it thank you for sharing no worries i, I appreciate it if you don't mind sharing more, going a bit deeper okay, let's go. into into that concept, life, like write your own script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you can you unpack that? I don't know how much more he talked to it, but what does that exactly look like to you? Well, yeah, I'd like to, I ultimately would like to create a brand around it, I think, just mm-hmm. because I think it's such a, a powerful message that you don't have to just be put in a box and just do what everyone else is doing. Like you really have the power to put pen to paper and write down what you want to do and just fulfill, like just follow through with it. Yeah, that's cool. So write your own script in your life. This is exactly what I do. It's like, it's one thing that I've shared with a lot of people and and spoken to a few times on the podcast, but it's a great episode of the Tim Ferriss show with Debbie Millman. 
episode 214. Did I, have I shared that with you? I might uh, have done. It's not maybe. That, it's, I can't remember it, but... It's, it's along those same lines of essentially you write down what you want your life to be like in 10 years' time. Yeah. And it's called, yeah, 10-year plan for an extraordinary life. And I've talked about it with Pete Shepard on episode 88 of this podcast where you basically write what your day is going to look like in 10 years time. So if we're recording today, 30th of April, 2023, geez, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. And she says in that episode that she often finds that people write back to her. She taught this in a class, but she also did it herself and found that, yeah, her life had sort of come true. And if I can share something now, which I don't think I've, I've shared on the podcast, but it's along these same lines and I can show you after we finish recording. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm keen to see it. Yeah. So when I was probably maybe 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old, I reckon, because I started playing soccer when I was nine and that makes, that gives context to the painting or the, the, the thing that I made essentially, it's like this scrap book or like folder with all my artwork that got put in when I was in primary school. Mm-hmm. But on each side, like you had to paint something on there. And on one side, there is a soccer pitch with like 11 players on it. Liverpool, the, the team that I go for. So when I was like 11, there's like the team and half of these players are like so random, like any, some Liverpool supporters these yeah, days won't cool have even known them. or something. Yeah, like, like they're, they're real players, but like Liverpool weren't very good 23 years ago, right. 20, 20 years ago. We were just having a rough patch. And for some reason, the players I picked were just like not the best. <laughs> guys 11, off the bench. It was just like the cool guys, like Anthony Letalic yeah. and Cinema Pongol. Anyway, very niche for anyone listening. Probably no <laughs> idea who those people are. But on the other side of this folder is a TV and it has RJM Productions, which are my initials, Rin Julian MacDonald. And so like as a 10 or 11 or 12 year old, I've sort of gone, oh, I want to do, you know, media productions, which like as a teenager and even in my early 20s, like no interest really in doing that. Like I liked... I liked video editing and, and doing that and, you know, my some of my closer mates at that time will tell you how annoying I was with my Snapchat, you know, <laughs> for a period there, like just Snapchatting a lot of stupid things. But it's interesting that, and I remembered this earlier this year, that like, oh, I, I did that. I wonder if it's if it's still at my, my parents' house and it, it was and I, I grabbed it and it's wow. here now. But like I literally did that. I, I wrote that down. Debbie Millman's got an example of doing that as well. And I'm sure so many people have. So, yeah, that's my own personal story. I've then subsequently done that 10-year plan for an extraordinary life about five years ago now, so halfway through. And things have progressed quite a lot. Like I didn't have a podcast at the time. I said that I, you know, had a, a successful podcast <laughs> in, <laughs> in quotation, whatever successful means. But, yeah, there were all these things. So... It's powerful putting something down in writing. Yeah, see, and that's that's amazing that you've written something like that or painted that at such a young age because mm. I think I'm quite the opposite. I just sort of fell into this video thing three years ago and the things that we've been talking out about now, it sounds like I've kind of, you know, got this big direction of what I'm doing. But I think, and I do for sure have a little bit more of a direction where I'm going, but say last year I was just you know rocking up to whatever job I could get 
I, I, and I didn't really know what direction I was going, but I think just by doing things more and more and just doing things that you love just naturally kind of takes you to places where you want to be. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Have you put down, like we talk about that script for your life. You see, I don't have a script. <laughs> right. So you haven't directly put down, like I want to make a, a story or a documentary about this thing, or I want to be working with, this person or or anything like that i see i haven't no i haven't done any of that yet which kind of do you think you just contradicts everything that i've been about but um i think well yeah for me i do think like bigger picture things but i don't really think necessarily about specifics because i think they yeah they can just all fall into place for you Mm. i think if there are some really specific things that you want to do you should definitely be trying to do that but yeah i i think just just letting just kind of as long as I'm in this creative space where like in sort of the YouTube space and like the film documentary space, I think I've found that those are all things that I really enjoy and find fulfilling. So I think, well, yeah, potentially in the next couple of months or so, maybe I will start to think about what the the bigger plan is. So awesome, man. Well, good luck. Yeah, very glad that I reached out to you almost a year ago to help me with that client's video shoot which we've been doing more work for. When yeah, not- I, f- I feel like we've both grown so much over that time. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's very interesting, actually. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the next 12 months brings, but not only that, like the next, yeah, three, five, ten years. It is a constant theme of sort of what I ask guests on this podcast is, you know, and, and sort of the final question is, well, what advice would you give to your to your younger self? But maybe if we just bring that right in because – I think something that's going to change for me on this podcast is getting previous guests on more frequently because something that I've honestly found challenging is finding guests, is getting guests, which, you know, there's millions of people obviously in this city that we live in, but that's just something that I need to get better at is outreach and doing those things. But I think it's also cool to have people on to reflect on a more regular basis. I've really enjoyed it with my sister. I've really enjoyed this conversation. The one with my brother as well has been good. But all of that is to say, if we could really flip the question that I normally end on and say, if you could give any advice to yourself or somewhere where you'd like to be, say in 12 months time, what would you like life to look like? Whatever sort of springs to mind when so I ask that to, mismatch of a fucking question. To, you want me to paint some sort of picture for you? Yeah, it's like if I was even just clip this now and we were just like, cool, set the set the alarm, you know, set a reminder for the 30th of April 2024, yeah. what, does you want, what do you want life to look like for you then? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, because I think I have to start off by saying that even how we've been working this year together and the plans that we have, you know, has been very slow like I thought we'd be in a much a better off state where we are now. I thought we'd have, you know, some bigger playing clients that are on, you know, full year retainers and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, that's just not the case now. And even though it's been, what's April the fourth month? So yeah, it's been four months or so. Yeah. And we thought, oh, you know, in a couple of weeks we'll be in that stage. So I think it is pretty difficult to to predict yeah, where you're going to be. And I don't think I necessarily have to be in a certain place next year. Mm. Um, but I know for sure that I'll, I'll be this time next year, I want to be creating YouTube videos and I want to make sure that I'm, yeah, just to do it, to, to document my journeys. I think 
this by this time next year I would have visited I'm gonna say Japan. Nice. I'd love to try and get to Norway in that time too. One of my friends is actually he's probably gonna get a job over here in Australia, so I don't know if I'll feel as inclined to go over there now that he's he'll Norwegian. be here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a whole other story in itself. But <laughs> Stig Stig's coming to Australia for anyone who knows Stig. The Stig? Yeah. The stick, <laughs> not the not the pro driver. From no, no, top, he's he's better year. than the pro driver. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, me and my brother, we met him in college. He just came over as an exchange student for the last year we were there. Yeah, so, and I think, yeah, it's, it's hard to say for sure. Probably, I'd like to be having a successful creative agency, ideally with you. Yeah where we've got, you know, big retainer clients signed on for year where we can just, you know, pump them with content and high quality stuff that really provides value to a lot of people. Love it. So I think I'll just leave it at that for now. But yeah, I just want to really just want to travel and explore because that's not what I'm doing now. I just want to, yeah, I'm just, I find a lot more, a lot easier to just sit down and focus and really get a lot of stuff done while I just stay in the same spot. Because uh. my life's kind of, I'd say, boring at the moment, but I'm getting a lot of fulfillment through doing all these reels. So, mm. but yeah, I just want to go out there and explore as the main mission while I'm still kind of still young. Yeah. And I feel like maybe when I get to my 30s, I can work some stuff out. Love it, man. Your 30s are a great place to start working yeah. out. I speak from <laughs> that experience for sure. And when you say boring, like last night we were working Saturday night. I think we got out at like 9.30 p.m., but I even mentioned it to you when we were walking back to the cars. There was no place that I would have rather have been. Yeah, and I feel I feel exactly the same way. I say say boring because it's probably I do have to sacrifice a lot of stuff to be doing what I'm doing. Mm. Like like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going out. I'm not hanging out with people or anything like that. Which people just I think most of us just can't live without, and it is a very temporary state to be. And I don't want to be doing that forever. Yeah. But and I yeah, I say boring too because when I compare it to maybe a life I want where I'm, you know, travelling more, I'm experiencing some really different cultures, maybe even living in a different country, like that's that's kind of what I'm comparing it to, I suppose. It's not the the glamorous future or lifestyle that yeah, that, that I wish <laughs> I had. But um but yeah, I absolutely do love what I'm doing and I wouldn't be doing it if if that wasn't the case. Love it, brother. I'm enjoying doing it with you. We, I feel like, you know, you say that, oh, you've been doing it for four years. I feel like I'm at the start of the journey. I feel like I'm on that with you. It's not one day. It's day, day one. one. There we go, baby. Anything yeah. else you would like to mention before we go? Oh, gosh. No, mate, I think we've covered some good stuff. Do we want to talk about what we've doing, doing a bit more? Or we'll leave it there. I think we leave it there. I mean, people, people will be seeing it. I mean, yeah, we've been working more together. We've been doing some... I mean, yeah, since we sort of met back in back in May of last year, we've been doing the odd, I would say, you know, video production work between my agency and the stuff that you've been doing. But I think it's just, yeah, growing and, and building. And yeah, not that I would believe in like jinxing it or anything, but I really believe in just doing the work and letting that show and all that you've been doing with your 100 reels in 100 days, it inspires me because I've got ideas that aren't necessarily along the exact same lines, but it's of like much higher level, much more higher level creation than what I'm doing currently, which I still think is is good. You know, the, the episode a week, you know, it takes a lot of a lot of effort that I am more than happy to pour into and I'm with you in the sense of like 
not that my life is boring. I, I still go out on bike rides and I, you know, I was at the beach this morning and able to socialize. You fucking didn't even leave your bedroom the other day. When I heard that, I'm like, dude, get outside. Yeah, get some man, sunshine. it was a beautiful, beautiful day a couple of days ago, but I had bloody, yeah, I had, yeah, one of our clients work to finish and then I had to finish one of my reels too. So I was just, I was just like, Zach, locked go, up for, the go whole for day. a walk around the block at least like 15 minutes. But yeah. all that to say, like, yeah. We're, we're going to show people what we're doing. And this is, yeah, the start of all of that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what it looks like in, in 12 months and beyond, baby. Yeah, me too. And I do I do have a closing thought now. Yeah. So I think, think yeah, just the, the most relevant thing that comes to mind with me and after doing all these reels is just, well, for one thing, just start um, and like obviously start the things that you want to be doing because ultimately the things that you want to do, you're going to do them whether you're like when your back's against the wall, you're still going to find a way to do it and really just don't really take too close to heart what you think people might think of you because I really just don't think, you know, putting yourself out there online is, is that big of a deal. As long as you're, you know, trying to provide people with value, I think it is very worthwhile to do that mm. and you shouldn't let this fear of not being perfect or not doing things the right way stop you from doing that. Yeah. Amen, brother. Well said. There's one other thing that just jogged my memory, even though that is a perfect place to end. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you listened to something recently, Steve Jobs and yeah. Apple. I want to know why Apple is one of the best brands that you think on the planet. Can you talk to well, that? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, are they not? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think well, they are. Yeah, I guess they are. I don't have an iPhone, so maybe not. But um, <laughs> you've got a MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Apple tax. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's interesting because you actually put me onto the Danny Miranda podcast. I think it was. Yeah. See, I don't even know who he is. Apparently, he's big time in podcasting. You'd know much more about me. But then he had David. Senra. What's his name? Senra from the Founders Podcast. From the Founders Podcast on his episode. So he they just had a chat. And David Senra is just a, he's a very interesting dude because the Founders podcast is all about, like he just reads biographies full time. So he is an absolute wealth of knowledge and he swears that that is the best way to learn and get inside the heads of people who've come before us. And that's like the ultimate way to kind of accelerate yourself and kind of, yeah, I guess really just find out like who you really, who you truly are. But so I obviously, after listening to him, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to, I want to read a biography every like all the time, but that's reading is not one of my things. So I just started these podcasts and it just happened to be um, a biography on Steve Jobs who was written by, I think, Ken, someone or other who was one of his developers. Yep. But what I found fascinating is one of the closing thoughts in the book is that, so Google, obviously they're huge and they, they do an amazing job, but they are very data driven. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really separate separated apple was that all the ideas and the product design came through steve jobs but he it came down to taste Mm -hmm. which i found fascinating because that allowed them to speed through like just progress through their technology faster because they weren't optimizing like what is the best color scientifically what is scientifically data driven the best you know product design we can do it just came down to a matter of taste and trusting your gut yeah Interesting. That, I need to listen to that episode first of all, but that for me immediately makes me think of AI and how much AI has progressed even in like the last six months. Mm. I mean, even the yeah, last like six weeks. Ridiculous. Crazy. 
right? But the thing that separates that then is like the human soul and then having that taste, having that gut instinct. As far as I'm aware, AI doesn't have those things, at least not, at least not right, right now. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, you could argue that it can probably simulate a human soul, but I think, and that's the whole thing that I really enjoy about filmmaking and that storytelling is that it, it is someone actually telling the story, so I don't think that can ever really be replaced. Yeah. Because it is that taste that someone has sharing someone else's story. Right, and if we are to circle back which, you know, people love to do in these conversations Circle or in, the, story. In, in, in podcasts, whatever. But the idea of finding your voice, right? AI is not finding your voice. You will find your voice by consistently putting out work and putting out videos or podcasts or, you know, crew, like cooking, right? That's creative, writing, painting, whatever it is, gardening, bloody building a business, trying to create a product. All of these things are creative, and the only way you find the thing that's going to work for you is by consistently doing that. Yeah. So, and yeah. that's why that's why I'm not outsourcing the reels I do. That's why I make sure that I do them all because yeah. that's like because there's so many more benefits to actually making it yourself than just getting the like bigger followers and the views and all that stuff. Yeah, it it talks to not not like shortcutting the journey because. Sure, it'd be easier just and you'd be able to make more videos if you had an editor or if I had someone editing these podcasts, likely I'd be able to do more. But you learn so much more through doing. Yeah, all that, that experience. Yeah. yeah, you're delaying that gratification and you're able to just do it yourself and, and build from there. Mm-hmm. It's super powerful. Yeah. yeah. So Steve Jobs, he's the tastemaker. That's Jobsy. why Apple's so accessful. And just to finalise, not as a dark point, but you weren't aware that he'd passed away. That nah. he was dead. See, that's what I learned too. <laughs> that's why you should read biographies because, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. No one, I'd never come across that. And then all of a sudden, first couple of pages, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, Steve Jobs, you know, passed away after, I don't know, one of the first iPhone launches or something. It's like, shit. I yeah. did not even know that. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Well, that's legacy, showing that, like, the product itself is just... It just lives on. Lives on, but at this, like, incredibly high standard where, yeah, they're clearly a game-changing brand. Yeah. Good chat, man. It's been absolute pleasure. Second final thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Too many final thoughts. No, we'll keep going forever. Zach, legend. See you next year. Cheers, man. On the podcast, that is. Let's go. Boom. And there you have it, another episode of the Hope Initiative. Thank you to Zach for sharing and for being a really great dude these past almost 12 months now, man. I've really enjoyed working with you on a lot of fun projects and I'm looking forward to more in the future. And as always, if you enjoyed this conversation, would love for you to share it with someone that you think will get some value out of it, someone who's maybe putting off a creative pursuit through fear, Maybe this will unlock something for them. And as always, like, share, subscribe, wherever you listen. All of the links that we put are in the, or talks about rather, are in the show notes, as well as Zach's. So get in touch with him. Give him some love on his 100 reels in 100 days. And as always, keep creating your life and all the very best.